It's time for the Anderson Law Power Hour on 1310 The Power with attorney Tim Anderson and host Mark Rollison. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Everybody, welcome once again to the Anderson Law Power Hour here on 1310. I'm Mark. What a beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so very much for waking up with us. Now is your opportunity to talk with attorney Tim Anderson live here in the studio. I'll give you the number a couple seconds. Welcome to the Anderson Law Power Hour. The views expressed in this broadcast are solely those of the participants of the show and do not reflect the views held by Max Media or its affiliates. This broadcast is hosted by attorney Tim Anderson. And results in any legal case are never guaranteed and previous results are no indication of future results. Participating in this show is for informational purposes only. There is no attorney-client relationship or privilege. Now, by calling, you acknowledge that your voice may be used as part of the broadcast. Advice given by attorney Tim Anderson on this broadcast is not a replacement to consulting with an attorney directly about your case. Anderson Law is a firm located at 2492 North Landing Road, Suite 104, here in Virginia Beach, with satellite offices in Chesapeake, Hampton, and Elizabeth City. Remote offices also in Richmond and Vienna. How you doing today? What a beautiful day. Feeling all right, man? Good morning, Hampton Roads. <laughs> all right. So uh, a little froggy there on the start, but good morning. Uh, glad to be here. Today uh, is our uh, third segment, and we're very excited about a couple of technology advances. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the first one is uh, we're on uh, Facebook Live. We have that streaming today. So uh, you can listen on 1310 AM, or you can visit uh, our Facebook Live page at uh, facebook.com slash Virginia Law Office. That is running live right now. The second thing is is our uh, system is set up now to take the live call. So for week three, we are able to do that. Yep. Uh, if you are interested in calling in, we're going to uh, have that set up. All you have to do is call our, our law firm number at 800-1000, and uh, that will ring right in here to the studio for uh, the next hour. So today's topic is one that uh, everybody knows something about, which is divorce law. Oh, yeah, seriously. So right. you, uh, you're going through a divorce, and, and people, uh, your mother, your friends, your family, all know something about divorce law and the disinformation is probably as bad in this subject area as any area of the law. So uh, best advice to start the program off with, when you're going through a divorce or a custody battle, don't take advice from your neighbor. <laughs> don't yeah. take advice from your girlfriend. <laughs> I know Sarah got $1,400 a month from her, her, fa- her child's father, right. but uh, that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to work for you. you, might, you know, it, 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 every case is different, and we've got to be very careful uh, in taking... Uh, previous results from certain cases and applying them to what you may uh, experience in your own case. So we're going to break it down into three uh, general categories today. Uh, The first one is going to be uh, divorce. The second one is going to be custody. And the third one is going to be uh, uh, what I call ancillary divorce issues, which are mostly like protective orders. So that's going to be our subjects. Uh, Also, I have some pretty interesting uh, information from uh, this week's uh, lawyer's newspaper that I want to share with you, some uh, uh, important things that I'm going to pass on at the very end of the hour, so make sure you stick in for that. These are things that relate uh, to you in Hampton Roads. Okay, so divorce. Been there. Didn't like it. No, it's horrible. Yeah. 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 That's the, uh, it's the dirty D word. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you are going through a divorce, and you essentially have two choices uh, with, uh, with divorces, and it may not be a choice, but these are the two ways to get divorced. The first way is, is on an uncontested basis. 
And the second way is, is in a contested basis. Now, in a contested divorce, nothing is resolved, and you have to ask the judge to take, take these issues and resolve them. In an uncontested divorce, you and your spouse have uh, come to terms, and you have resolved the issues that are relative to your marriage. And, and the main issues in a divorce, in every divorce, are divisions, divisions of assets, divisions of debts, uh, spousal support, and uh, child custody and child visitation if you have kids. Okay. That's it. Those are the issues. And so those issues have to be resolved. Now, there's other sometimes little issues here and there, but those issues have to be resolved. And how you resolve those is in, a, uh, in a, something called a separation agreement where you and your spouse sit down and you say, these are our issues, and we're going to put these issues in writing, and this is going to be the law of our separation and of, of our divorce. Now, as long as it's nothing crazy or illegal, uh, the judge is going to go along with that, and he's going to let that happen. Uh, you can agree to custody. You can agree to child support. You can agree to spousal support. You can agree to divisions of assets. You can degree, agree on divisions of debts. All of those things can happen by a separation agreement. So how do you get a separation agreement? Well, generally the, the easiest and best way to do it is to speak to your spouse about what the terms and conditions are going to be. How, what are we going to do about our kids? What are we going to do about our house? What are we going to do about our vehicles? How are you going to agree to these things? And then you take that agreement to an attorney and that attorney will prepare a, a contract called the separation agreement or property settlement agreement. And in that agreement, everything that you've agreed to is going to be in writing between you and your spouse. Once that agreement is prepared, the two of you sign that agreement, and that agreement is now the law of your case. So when you get a divorce, the judge is going to take that agreement, he's going to incorporate that into the final decree, and that's what you will be ordered to comply with. So if, if you agree to pay $600 a month for spousal support for 10 years, that's what the judge is going to say. If you agree not to pay any spousal support, that's what the judge is going to say. Uh, everything in the agreement is final. It's non-changeable, non-modifiable, unless the two of you agree to it. Mm, okay. So uh, it's obviously the best way to get a divorce. It, is, it gives you and your spouse the most control on how things are going to relate between uh, your, uh, your divorce. Now, the only thing in a uh, separation agreement that is modifiable is child custody and child support. So the court always retains jurisdiction over child custody and child support, and whatever you agree to in your separation agreement, in years to come, uh, either of you can file a petition to modify child custody and child support. So if you and your spouse agree you're not going to pay child support, that doesn't mean you're off the hook for the entire time. It means that you're off the hook until the, uh, the court uh, is asked to intervene in the future. So uh, that's how separation agreements work. And, and if we were all robots and we were all controlled by some type of source code, uh, we would all do separation agreement. Mm -hmm. But in a divorce, we have emotions. And yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. usually people's feelings are hurt, and they're not in the mood to, to be nice to each other. She broke my heart, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> that, that, is, that is right. That you is hit the key word that emotions get involved and don't necessarily jive with the logic and with rationale or with the law. Almost rarely do emotions 
uh, equal uh, monetary gain between the parties. Mm -hmm. uh, almost r rarely does that happen. I mean, usually people are so mad at each other right, in the beginning right. of the divorce. Somebody cheated on them. Somebody, yeah. uh, you know, was just a terrible spouse. Somebody, you know, ran off and decided to leave them and move in with another another partner. They get so angry that they cannot come to the table and work these things out. So then they fight. And it is amazing what people fight about. We have had people fight about who gets the dog, yeah. who gets the who gets the the sofa, who mm -hmm. gets you know it, it, it's just unbelievable what people fight about. But they fight not because they really care about that asset. They fight because they're angry uh, with each other. And so, what we try to encourage people to do, attorneys and counselors of law, we try to encourage people to take a deep breath and try to find resolution. Yeah, yeah. We also try to tell people, hey, if we're going to do a contested divorce, this is going to cost a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of resources. And so your spouse may be asking for $10,000 more than what you want to pay, but how much is that contested divorce going to cost you? Is your contested divorce going to cost you twenty dollars or $30,000 or $40,000 to right. go through Good the process? Point. Yeah, yeah. So when the cost of litigation is, is way up here, and the settlement is way down here, then we try to find a path to resolve that with people. So, so uh, you know, you go through a divorce uh, in that initial stage, and you hope that you and your spouse can find a path uh, to uh, agreement. Uh, but if you cannot, then uh, the gloves come off, and that's where we're going to kind of flow into now. Yeah, all right. Let's get that number out. You want the 800 number? Yeah, okay, yeah. here we go, folks. You can talk to attorney Tim Anderson live here on Power 1310, the best talk in timeless soul. I'm Mark Rollison, very astute, very keen attorney, and I remember the very first time we met you, you said you're the street attorney, and those emotions are involved with someone who's a couple has made their mind up that we're just going to get divorced and end it. You meet them right there where they are. Your opportunity to talk with them not live, 800 1000 800 1000 Go ahead and call in with your questions, 800 1000 Talk to attorney Tim Anderson. No question about it, that very keen guy and uh, very knowledgeable. Every show I learn something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> you, you know, we're taking these shows and we're turning them into podcasts, and uh, you're also going to be able to listen to those uh, on our website. And so... Uh, it is really great information that uh, I think we're passing out, and people, uh, if they miss the show, they'll have it. And uh, Mark, your questions have always been really good and on oh, point, thanks. and so we have appreciated that. So the, the biggest thing people mostly fight about in a contested divorce is custody. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just it. I mean, you know, there's, there's no price tag that you can put on custody. Uh, you know, if we're fighting about a $10,000 asset, I can tell a client, hey, it's not worth paying $15,000 in legal fees to fight over this $10,000 asset. Just let the $10,000 asset go. Mm -hmm. But custody and child support are definitely the uh, non-monetary issues that most people really run themselves uh, into court over. So in a divorce, until a judge enters an order, the law says that both parents have custody of the children. So until an order comes down, both parents have equal access to the children, and both parents are the custodial caretakers of the children. And so when people file for divorce, they are generally looking for very, very quick uh, response from the court to give them at least a temporary order of custody of wh who's going to have the children and where they're going to go. I'll give you a couple of examples. 
It's not uncommon for parties to be separating, and one of the spouses uh, is going to be moving out of the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the wife wants to move back home to where she's from. You know, she's here in Norfolk because her husband's in the military, but she's from Wisconsin. And if they're getting a divorce, she's going back home. She's going to go home and live with mom. And uh, when she leaves, she's going to take the kids. And so that's a very common scenario that, yeah. that we see uh, in Hampton Roads, especially for people <clears throat> who are here, not really native, but are here more yeah. from the, due to the military transplants. So in that kind of a situation, within a very, very short window of time, that, that woman needs a, or that spouse needs a order that says she can take her kids and she can go to Wisconsin. And so unless the, the spouse is going to agree to that, we've got to get resolution from the court to make that happen. Actually need an order, permission, so to speak. Well, you, if, because if you go and you don't have it, and then the aggrieved spouse comes here and files a complaint, that judge may order the children to come back. Okay, and, and that's you know obviously very disruptive for the children. You yeah. know they're leaving their home, school, everything, yeah. school, and now that mm. now a judge is saying they have to come back. So you want to get an order. Gotcha. And the way you get an order, and and anybody who's been through a custody case or a custody uh, battle in in court realizes that nothing moves fast. You know you file a you file it, and maybe you have a trial in five or six or nine months from now. Yeah, um, yeah But but nothing moves fast. But but it does move fast in divorce, at least for the temporary order. Most of the time, within a month or two uh, of separation, you can be in front of a judge uh, on a custody, uh, com- a custody issue. It's called a pendente liti uh, motion. Uh, once a divorce is filed, we can ask for pendente liti relief. And uh, what that basically means is the judge is going to put a Band-Aid order in place over the parties that's going to decide uh, where, who's going to have custody, where the kids are going to live, uh, how much somebody's going to pay in support, where the, the mother's going to live or the father's going to live, if they're going to get the marital house, who has to go. It's just a Band-Aid order. It's not a final order, but it's just a Band-Aid order. Now, when the judge does this, especially when it comes to children, they, are, they don't care about the mother and they don't care about the father. They're looking at what's in the child's best interest. Yeah. How do we make this uh, issue with the, kid, with the children as, as normal as it can be? as, you know, it's not going to be ever normal again for those children as what they know it, but what can we do that will be least disruptive to the children? And so they're going to, the judge is going to make these factual determinations of of where that is. Now, there's this big push that women have more rights in divorces uh, or they're more favored. That's not true. That's not the standard in Virginia. The the standard is, is what's in the best interest of the child. And if it's in the best interest of the child to go to mom, the children are going to go to mom. If it's in the best interest of the child for the child to go to dad, the children, the, you know, child or children will go to dad. And that's just how it works. Best interest of the child. Mothers don't have any more advantage over the children than the fathers. But sometimes what the mothers do have an advantage on is they're more of the caretakers and more of the homemakers mm-hmm. and have more of that relationship with the children than the dads have. And if that happens, sometimes they do get that advantage. But uh, that's because that's in the child's best interest. Uh, for, for that to happen. So, so when you file, you know, when you're separating and you can't agree on these things, you're going to find yourself in a divorce proceeding and then you're going to find yourself uh, asking the court or, or responding to the court saying you have to show up within a month or two and we're going to deal with this pendente uh, relief uh, to determine where the kids are going to go, how this is all going to balance out. And that's, 
that's the very first step of how the divorce process works. And then that order is going to be in place, and that order may say, hey, it's okay for the children to go to Wisconsin. It's okay for the children to move down to North Carolina with the mom. Or the order may say, it's not okay. You're gonna, mm, okay. You have to yeah. stay here. You have to stay in, in the boundaries of Hampton Roads or within 50 miles of, of where you currently live because we're going to exercise some type of a, a situation where both of you are going to have custody. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I know you will never discuss anyone's case or situation outside of this, but I'm, I'm just thinking through a, a woman or a man walks through to your office and give you a call, which you can do, 800-1000-800-1000. Attorney Tim Anderson, this is the Anderson Law Power Hour. Keep that number with you. Share it with someone, social media, text this to someone, let them know they can talk with him. 800-1000 live right now here Saturday mornings as we are on Power 1310, the best talk in timeless soul every Saturday morning from 9 to 10. 800-1000, 800-1000. What's your, if, if I can say your approach, someone comes in, a woman comes in, a man comes in, they are just on fire. They have made up their mind. It's a dramatic situation in their life. How do you calm them down? How do you get into the conversation? That's a, that is my first and foremost job is to try to calm them down because yeah. almost always they're mad, no matter yeah. what side they're on. It could be the guy that cheated on the wife and you know, ruined the marriage, or it could be a situation uh, where you have a, a, a wife who's mad at her husband for being cheated on. So, All right, let's get this call, Attorney Anderson, and we right. cut you off. Thank you for calling the Anderson Law Power Hour. How are you today? Good morning. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm listening to the radio, and I, I think it's a divine coincidence, but I was wondering if I could just ask a quick question. Please, go ahead. All right. This is for my nephew. So my nephew went through a divorce, and they received joint custody. It's two little girls, and that was two years ago. Uh, he was, she was awarded custodial rights. For the children to go live with her in California, he's here in Virginia, which is his home. That's her home. And since the two years, he has been trying to get back on his feet. He's very, very close with the children. He calls them, video chats with them every day. Um, so recently, now she's filed in order to get full custody um, for him, and he's. Not making that much money, but he's paying his child support, like $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't have attorney's fees. He's probably still paying his attorney's fees from the divorce. So he's doing a video conference this month um, to answer for her to get full custody. Is there any recommendation for him that um, even though he's not been able to afford to go see them, he's got in the shipyard he's trying you know to get some better income so that he can't afford to either go see them or bring them here for a visitation so that uh that video conference i'm taking uh is probably taking place in california right yes he can't afford to go he just got right. on like i said with the yard so he could lose his job and that seems what you know the wife wants to do is just to keep stirring trouble so that he can't maintain you know, a job. So he's paying the ninety-four dollars later this month to video conference. Right. So that's you know th th that's a a good question, uh, and that brings up uh, an interesting subject of how the law generally works. In uh, in custody cases, uh, the law will pass to uh, the jurisdiction where the children live after a period of time. That's why this is you know it may have started in Virginia, now it's heading out to California. Yeah. You know, the the 
I don't know, unfortunately, what the law is in California as to what the standards are for custody. But uh, in Virginia, what, what I would tell him if this were a Virginia court, in the exact same situation is, is that uh, the law is going to look at what's in the children's best interest. And if he's not materially participating in their lives as far as seeing them, but he is FaceTiming with them and communicating with them, then uh, the law will pro would probably be favorable to giving the mother what is called sole custody in Virginia. But uh, he would want to make sure that he has uh, as much court-ordered visitation time as possible. And, you know, if his circumstances change and he can get closer to the children, uh, the law would generally probably give him uh, some, some rights to uh, ask for more custodial visit custodial time back. But that's a California issue. It's really hard for me to give advice outside of Virginia because every state is different. And I, I appreciate your call. Uh, best advice, just tell, maybe ask if he, tell him to call up a lawyer out there, pay a small consultation fee over the phone and try to talk to somebody about that to get the, the, get the standards in California down. Right. It, it was actually Texas oh, okay. is where it was heard. Uh, okay. And then she filed to have it hurt here um, be able to... Gotcha. All right. We heard well, in California, but thank you so much. You're That's welcome. Helpful. You're we, welcome. Have a good day. Thank you for listening. and appreciate it. 800-1000. Our friends, this is the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310 with attorney Tim Anderson. 800-1000. 800-1000. <laughs> Is your house in foreclosure? Car being repossessed? Are you being sued to appear in court? Are your wages being garnished? If any of these apply to you, you probably need to file bankruptcy to reorganize your finances, and you need to do it fast and with a good lawyer. Tim Anderson has been a bankruptcy attorney in Hampton Roads for 19 years. He's helped thousands of people in the same situation you're in get back on track. But don't just take our word for it. Read his reviews online. Charlene writes, My house was in foreclosure and I couldn't come up with the money. I was stressed. I called a few lawyers, but Tim Anderson was the only one who spoke to me that day. They made me feel like everything was going to be okay. I was able to file Chapter 13 quickly. They were very professional, and I was able to keep my house and car. I highly recommend to anyone with legal issues to make this firm their first and only choice. If you need help in Virginia or North Carolina, call or text Tim Anderson, 800-1000, or visit virginialawoffice.com, 800-1000. Call or text today. 800-1000. If you treat people right, they will treat you right 90% of the time. Those words spoken by President Roosevelt are core values of my law firm. My name is Tim Anderson, and I'm an attorney in Hampton Roads and Eastern North Carolina. My primary practice areas are bankruptcy, criminal defense, and Second Amendment firearm restoration. For almost two decades, I have built relationships with clients, lawyers, and the community. Those relationships have helped many of my clients find successful resolution of their cases in and outside of the courtroom. When you hire my firm, my entire team will be on your side with strength and empathy. We will zealously work to obtain the best results possible with integrity, fighting when we have to, and finding resolution when we can. What do you think, James? Honesty is the best policy. What do you think, Alex? The time is always right to do what is right. Those are wise quotes, boys. I'm proud of both of you. Okay, James, you know what to do. 800 Call it this law. 
Yes, indeed, my friends. We're back with the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. Attorney Tim Anderson, 800-1000, 800-1000. Call in, talk with them live here on Power 1310. Join us Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Power 1310, the best talk and timeless soul. I found my favorite radio station again, all over again. I'm <laughs> glad to be back here. <laughs> Mark Rollison, all right, very keen, very smart, very well attended. <laughs> find my words here. Intelligent, very well-versed. Of course, a lawyer is attorney Tim Anderson, as this is the Anderson Law Power Hour. So 800-1000, thanks to the call, is very important. And uh, she, you, she did emphasize that was in Texas, and so she has to talk to someone in Texas or in another state with regards to who we, uh, the situation she was dealing with with her nephew. 800-1000, 800-1000. Make sure you call in and ask your question live here with attorney Tim Anderson, the Anderson Law Power Hour. Talking about that uh, D word, the divorce word. <laughs> yep, divorce is the um, uh, the topic of today's conversation. You know, I, I was in the parking lot the other day, and uh, I, I saw people with the WGH thirteen ten sticker on their car. Oh, right, so, yeah. You know, you don't see people driving around with the television stations on their car, but uh, people do like the uh, uh, you know their radio stations. Yep. So we are uh, big fans of thirteen ten. All right. So back to uh, back to the kind of the topic of what we were talking about with custody and and uh, and visitation. So. In Virginia, there's uh, three types of uh, custody that typically uh, would be awarded by the court. There's sole custody, there's joint legal custody with primary physical uh, uh, going to one of the parties, and then there's shared physical custody. So generally how that breaks down is this, is that if, if you get sole custody, it basically means the other parent has no custodial rights to the, ch the child or children at all. Now, that doesn't mean that the parent can't see the child or have some kind of visitation. Wow, but yeah. it, it basically means that one parent has 100% of the uh, decision-making authority of the child. So that, chi that parent decides where the child goes to school, what kind of medical treatment the child gets. Uh, everything that's related to the child, the other parent may have visitation, but you have sole custody to one parent. Now, that's not extremely common in, in Virginia. Uh, it would only happen uh, most of the time when you basically have a parent that is completely absent from the equation or may be in a, a more dangerous uh, position towards the child. So, uh, you know, if a, if a parent uh, was driving around in, a, in their vehicle drunk with the children in the back seat and this has been a multiple situation and a problem, a judge may take that kind of a position where this parent just can't have any custodial mm -hmm, rights yeah, to the child. Yeah. Doesn't mean they can't see him but it means that they're not going to have custodial rights. So the second uh, issue, and this is the most common issue in Virginia, is joint legal custody with primary physical going to one parent. Now, this is typically a situation where a parent has, uh, both parents have joint legal custody, so they both get to make a decision of where the child's going to go to school, and both parents get to make a decision of, of medical care and medical treatment, but that the child primarily lives with one of the parents. So more than 70% of the time usually is the equation, so uh, the child lives with, in this situation, maybe mom, um, and the dad gets the, the child uh, uh, Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night, and every other weekend or something like that. That would typically be a joint custody with primary physical to the mother or joint custody with primary physical custody to the father. Then you have uh, something which is more rare, but uh, it, it is common uh, still in the, in the equation, which is shared physical custody. Now, this is a situation where both parents have custody of the children, but they literally split the time 50-50. Mm -hmm. Now, this does not work 
if you geographically live apart from each other. You cannot have children 50% of the time if you live in Virginia Beach and the other parent lives in Florida, all right? Because that would contemplate that the children are living here 50% of the time and the children are living in Florida 50% of the time. So you can't do shared physical custody in a situation where, you know, the kids have to be in school somewhere, they have to go, mm -hmm. you know, they have to be... Uh, you, you have to do it where the children are, both parents are living in the same geographical area. It really doesn't even work if you have a child, if you have a parent living in Virginia Beach and you have another parent maybe who lives in Newport News, because that would be very difficult. You know, the children are going to school in one of those jurisdictions, and when the, child, the children are with the right, other parent, right. yeah. they'd have to be marshaled back and forth to school every morning. Uh, and so it's not common where there's, a, there's, there's distance between the children, but... When you have a situation where there are uh, parents, maybe they both live in the same city, they both live in Virginia Beach, they both live in Portsmouth, they both live in Norfolk, or they live pretty close to each other, uh, you might be able to get that. And, and, that's, and that's most commonly week-on, week-off kind of custody. So the children live with mom from Sunday to Sunday, and then they go to dad from Sunday to Sunday. Um, there's other ways to manipulate that and deviate that, but shared physical custody generally means the children are living 50-50 with the mom uh, and, and the dad. And, and in that kind of a scenario, they're, they're co-parenting, they're partnering. And that requires a lot of maturity. It requires a lot of uh, agreement yeah. and flexibility because there's going to be changes between, the, the, between schedules. You know, somebody's going to have to be out of work. And so uh, there is a lot of uh, concern about shared custody not, not working if you have parents that are still bickering and fighting. But where it works is, is when the parents are like, hey, we're still friends, we're just not going to be married anymore, but we're going to co-parent these children in a mutual, uh, mutual way. That's usually the type of attitude of people that are doing that shared physical custody. Now, if you're a payor of child support, you generally don't pay child support most of the time if you're in that shared physical custody situation. And so a lot of times... And, and unfortunately, this is men most of the time, but unfortunately, men come in and they're like, hey, I want to go for shared physical custody because I don't want to pay child support. That's not the right reason mm, to ask gotcha. for that kind of a relationship. The judge you can know. see right through that, I imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's obvious, it's patent, uh, and that is not something that uh, is going, you're not going to be able to say, I want shared physical custody because I don't want to pay child support. Mm. You, you say, I want shared physical custody because I want to be in my children's lives as much as possible, and I can actually work with the mother in this scenario to make that happen. Now, the mother has to agree to that, too. The mother may not feel quite the same. The mother may not feel that you're able to, to exercise that. So if you have shared physical custody, you have to have the resources to do the things that are necessary for the children. So if your children are in after-school uh, activities, if they go to soccer, if they have band, if they have dance, whatever they're doing, if you're the dad and you have those children in that, in that time period, it's your obligation to get them there. Mm -hmm. So you have to have the kind of job that has that flexibility right. to be able to get your kids after school or, or have resources to put them in after-school care. You have to have those, uh, those opportunities to do shared physical custody. And, and quite honestly, it, it, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to, to, to do those things and maintain a full-time job yeah. a unless yeah. you have great resources, unless you have your, your mom who lives here, grandparents that live here that can take care of the, those obligations, or unless you employ a full-time nanny uh, to take care of these things. It's very difficult to do that, uh, that kind of a relationship. Not impossible, but very difficult. So certainly something people have to think about in a shared physical custody is, is 
Can they do what they're asking uh, uh, themselves or asking the court to give them that opportunity? All right. Let me get the number out. Attorney Tim Anderson, as this is the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. Thanks for your calls. We appreciate it. Feel free to call any question. Today's topic is on divorce, the D word, the bad word. Both are bad, but you get my point. 800-1000. Been there. 800-1000. Attorney Tim Anderson, the Anderson Law Power Hour. Share that with somebody on Facebook and social media. Feel free to call and ask as today's topic is on divorce. 800-1000. 800-1000. Let everyone know. 800-1000. Attorney Tim Anderson, Anderson Law Power Hour. Here Saturday mornings. From 9 to 10. And you started the conversation by saying it's in the child's best interest. Yep. It's always, it, best it, it's always the best interest of the child. So I got a couple of uh, my lawyer friends who are watching the Facebook Live thing, so they're keeping me in check, making sure I don't fly off the rails here <laughs> okay. on these things. They, they do uh, the same area of law, so I'm sure they're going to uh, throw a comment up when I say something that's uh, uh, off the rails. But uh, so far, so good. I haven't ha- received any anything that I'm crazy or what I'm saying isn't accurate, so uh, I'm glad to have my peers watching. All right, so uh, going off to uh, joint custody with uh, primary physical custody to, to a parent, that's the most typical thing that we're going to see. That's most of the time how it's going to go uh, in, in Virginia. Now, it can go either way, mothers and fathers. There's nobody who has an advantage over the other here, okay? It's whatever's in the children's best interest. So, you know, the mother may be a, a full-time worker and, and works 80 hours a week, and the father's taking more of a, a parental role of uh, being at home and taking care of the children. If that's the case, he may find that he might be more of the primary physical caretaker of the mm-hmm. children. Uh, you know, the, the, there's all kinds of things. A, a time may have passed, and now the father has, has remarried, and uh, there's a, a very active stepmother, and uh, she can handle some of the uh, logistics of, of the children's activities while the father is working. However it's going to go, I'm not going to be uh, sex-preferenced either way here. Mothers and fathers both work very hard. They're both, you know, both equally in the workforce. And so whoever the, the parent who can best raise the children are going to uh, get this primary physical custody categorization. So usually what a judge will do or what the parties will agree to in this kind of a scenario is you have a weekend night, uh, a weeknight where the, the dad or the mom is going to ha- have the non-custodial, uh, primary custodial parent is going to have the child. So, um, you know, let's just say in this scenario, mom has the kids during the week. Dad may be able to pick them up like on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night, overnight them and bring them back to school the next morning, and then we'll have them every other weekend. Then you kind of start splitting up breaks like spring break and fall break. And you start rotating holidays like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and you rotate, uh, you know, how the birthdays and all of that stuff, and then you kind of split up spring, uh, summer breaks and all of that. And either you do that by agreement or the judge does that for you. But that's that's a very common way how things are going uh, going to go. And and you know, the primary physical custody contemplates that one parent is going to have the children more than the other. So, you know, not, not 50-50, but more like 70-30. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be in that child's life on that 70% side of the equation and the, and the other parent wants the same thing, that's where it boils into the custody fight. And that's where we're going to see the big fights happen is where when one party right. wants that primary custodial situation. So you have a parent that lives in Newport News and you have another parent that lives in uh, Moyoc, North Carolina. That's where these 
these titans are going to clash in the courtroom because they can't do shared custody. They live too far away. So mm-hmm. who's going to get the child and where that's going to go? And so what is the judge going to look at? He's going to look at a lot of things. First off, if you have three kids and you're living in a one-bedroom apartment, probably not going to get joint custody. Right. You know, you're probably not going right. to get primary custody because where are the kids going to sleep? The judge isn't going to make three children sleep in the same bedroom as their parents. Sure, yeah. So if you want, if you want custody, you've got to have a big enough place for your children to live. Um, second thing they're going to look at, and, and this is a, 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 you know, not the, the biggest issue, and none of these are, are big, you know, like this one's more important than the other. But the second thing they're going to look at is, is what is the, the home life of the children going to be? You know, if, if, if the children are uh, constantly going to have to be in before care and after school care because of your job, or if you are going, you know, if, if you're working so much, your children are being taken care of by babysitters, the court's going to say, hey, these kids are, uh, you know, this, might, this parent might have more of an advantage here to take care of that, of that child because they're going to be home more because of their, how their employment is. You know, you may have a parent that works from home. If that's the case, they have a very big advantage uh, over a parent that may may work, uh, you know, at a location. Third thing they're going to look at is schools. You know, there's there's some school districts in Hampton Roads that are much better than the others. Mm-hmm. And so, if you live in a better better public school system than your co-parent, that could uh, make a difference. Now, the courts are going to. Uh, are going to want to keep the kids in the same school system as they were in when they were in a marital situation, if they can. And so, you know, if, if you have a, a situation where you both live in Suffolk and they're both going to the same school system in Suffolk, and then one parent moves away, even if he may move to a better school system, the judge still will have a preference to leave those children right where they are because sure. it's in their best Best interest, interest yes. Yeah. All, All right. right. Go ahead. Let me get the number out a couple times here, Attorney Anderson. The Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310, 800-1000, 800-1000. Call in with your questions. We're live here on Power 1310, as we are every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Mark, glad to be back on the air with you here on uh, Power 1310, 800-1000, 800-1000. Share that with someone. Text it to someone. You said uh, you can't necessarily take the advice of Aunt Jane. She means the best. Or Uncle Harry, they've been through divorce, and they're going to kind of give you some advice. You need to sit down and talk with a licensed attorney, someone such as yourself. So that's the best route. Call attorney Tim Anderson. Start the process. I know sometimes we think about the financial obligation. You know, that's money makes the world go round. It's going to cost something, but he may have some strategies and some ideas and opportunities for you that he can't discuss necessarily here on air because he needs to get sit down and talk with you directly about what your situation is. So 800-1000, 800-1000, local here in Hampton Roads in Virginia Beach on 2492 North Landing Road, Suite 104, here in Virginia Beach. Satellite offices are in Chesapeake, Hampton, Elizabeth City, and remote offices in Richmond and Vienna. So he's a local attorney right here who can answer your questions and talk with you face-to-face and help you through a very difficult time in your life. 800-1000. 800-1000. Share that with someone today. Let them know. They can talk with Attorney Tim Anderson here this morning. 800 1,000, 800, 1,000. This, my friend, as we'll be right back, is the Anderson Law Power Hour on Power 1310. (laughs) 
If you treat people right, they will treat you right 90% of the time. Those words spoken by President Roosevelt are core values of my law firm. My name is Tim Anderson, and I'm an attorney in Hampton Roads and Eastern North Carolina. My primary practice areas are bankruptcy, criminal defense, and Second Amendment firearm restoration. For almost two decades, I have built relationships with clients, lawyers, and the community. Those relationships have helped many of my clients find successful resolution of their cases in and outside of the courtroom. When you hire my firm, my entire team will be on your side with strength and empathy. We will zealously work to obtain the best results possible with integrity, fighting when we have to, and finding resolution when we can. What do you think, James? Honesty is the best pause. What do you think, Alex? The time is always right to do what is right. Those are wise quotes, boys. I'm proud of both of you. Okay, James, you know what to do. 8001000, call it this law. Hello? Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Tom, an inmate at Virginia Beach Jail. To accept charges, press 1. You may start the conversation now. Hello? Hey, it's Tom. I'm so sorry to call you. I just got arrested for DUI. Can you pick me up at the jail? Oh my gosh, of course. What happened? I was stopped at a checkpoint. They're saying I blew a .12. My car was towed and I got arrested. I have papers that say I can't drive for seven days. I don't know what to do. I can't believe this. I'm on my way, but call attorney Tim Anderson right now. You can call his number collect from the jail. You need to get him on your case right away. I will. What's his number? It's easy to get charged with DUI in Virginia. If you're charged, hiring an attorney immediately is the first step to making sure your rights are protected. Call or text Tim Anderson today at 800-1000. He's been practicing DUI law for 19 years and even won a felony DUI case appealed up to the state Supreme Court. He'll help you get back on track. 800 Zero one thousand. Here with the Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. 800-1000. Talk with Attorney Anderson live here in the studio. 800-1000 here on Power 1310. 800-1000. Very easy to remember. And as I mentioned, share that with somebody today. Let them know that Attorney Tim Anderson is live here on Power 1310 Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. You can talk with them live, 800-1000, 800-1000. Thanks so much for the call. We asked about the very important uh, issue uh, with her uh, nephew, and you may know someone who's going through a situation right now. The best thing to do is talk with a licensed attorney here in Hampton Roads. He has offices in Virginia Beach, also a satellite office in Chesapeake, Hampton, Elizabeth City. Remote offices are in Richmond and Vienna. 800-1000. Very easy to remember. Please share that with someone and feel free to call and talk with Attorney Tim Anderson here on Power 1310. 800-1000. 800-1000. Such an important topic. Many facets I'm listening to you about divorce and uh, custody and, and so forth. I was just wondering, uh, you mentioned something about the best interests of the children and uh, respectfully pull me in if I go off the rails <laughs> because I would imagine... Uh, you talked about the parent who may have a drinking issue and character issue comes into play on the judge's decision or the court's decision on who gets most of the time with the children. And supervised custody, I'm thinking, is a word that might fit in there, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have a, a drug problem or, or, or if you've, had, you've put those children in danger because of uh, substance abuse or just a behavioral issue, uh, you might find that your visitation may be limited to supervision. And that could be through a, a, a maternal grandparent or a paternal grandparent or, uh, or something. But, yeah, if you are, uh, you, if you are in a bad, bad place in your life due to substance abuse, 
uh, you might find that the, that the judge may find a at this point that best interest of the child would be for uh, supervised visitation. Keeping in mind, anything can change down the road. So if you have a, a, a drinking issue now and the judge says you have to have supervised visitation and you clean yourself up and a year or two have gone by without trouble, you may be able to find that that restriction could get lifted. But uh, nothing is permanent, nothing is final in a custody case. And uh, that is, um, that is uh, always up to the judge to review. So flipping into the very last thing, because time flies on this show. I, I, I never go through an hour so fast in my life except <laughs> when I'm on this show. But we don't have a lot of time left, and I had so much more I wanted to cover. We're just not going to get to it. But let me, let me get, get into child support because it's the big issue. It's always the thing that we're talking about, child support. How much do I have to pay is, is a big question. So first off, as I started in the beginning, child support can be agreed to. So you and your spouse uh, or you and the mother of your children can agree to just an arbitrary number of how much you're going to pay in child support. Uh, it can be your information uh, and her information is private. You're not going to go off of any type of guidelines. It's just we're going to agree that I'm going to pay this amount of money or or if we have shared physical custody and we're splitting everything, we're not going to pay child support to either because we're literally paying all, you know, 50-50. You know, I'm going to pay the daycare this week. You're going to pay the daycare next week. Whatever that is, uh, it would be all by agreement. If it's not by agreement, then Virginia has child support guidelines. And child support guidelines, this is where your girlfriends, you know, over mimosa conversations will really do you wrong when you're trying to get advice from your friends. Child support is, is statutory, it's based on guidelines, and it's extremely complicated to uh, put together because it, it factors in a lot of things. It factors in what your income is. It factors in what the mother's income is or the father's income is, the both parents' income. It factors in who's paying for health insurance, Who's paying for necessary uh, child, uh, child daycare? And all of that gets computed into this calculate, calculatable formula, and then we start talking about who has how many days. So if the mother has 250 days per year and the father has 115 days per year, then we start breaking it down by percentages. And so it is not something where you can just go online and plug in, you know, some numbers and get and get that uh, with any degree of accuracy. So if we have to go to court and we have to ask a judge for these things, then we have to talk about well, what are the, uh, you know, what are the actual guidelines? Lawyers have software. It's expensive for us to buy it because it's expensive to use. There's a couple of online calculators that are at least reasonably decent that are free for the public to use. But they contemplate, a, a calculator is, is a calculator. If I put 2 plus 2 into it, it's going to give me 4. <laughs> right. um, so the variables that you put into that calculator, it's going to spit out a number, but those variables may not be right. Those variables may be incorrect. You may not have loaded the time incorrectly. You may not have loaded your income or her income uh, incorrectly. You may not have loaded uh, uh, insurance and, and all of that. So, so it can get varyingly wide results if you use the online calculators, and it's really, really important to sit down with somebody who does this for a living and have them show you exactly what those numbers are. Now, what if the spouse uh, or the mother or the father doesn't have income? What if they've been a stay-at-home mom the whole time or stay-at-home dad the whole time and they don't have income? 
then there is something called imputation of income where we are saying, hey, you're not working or you haven't been working historically, but you could at least be making this much money with your particular skill set. Mm-hmm. So, so mm-hmm. we can impute income to somebody which can uh, shift those guidelines around a little bit. And that's, uh, that's something important to uh, consider. It's called imputation of income. One party can get it uh, over the other. Uh, and so child support is probably as complicated, if not more complicated, than the custodial it, situations when you start throwing all of these variables into it. And there's no way you can accurately compute child support until you know what your custody issues are. So if you're in a custody and child support battle and it's your first time up, it would be impossible to accurately compute the, the child support until we know what the judge is going to say about who's going to have custody. All right. 800-1000. 800-1000. Talk to attorney Tim Anderson here live on Power 1310, Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Feel free to join in the conversation. Any questions, any ideas, and uh, you mentioned some of your colleagues are listening in. <laughs> We're not going to get into a debate. <laughs> you have to uh, defend your comments here live on the air. That'd take another hour. But <laughs> I'm sure you're great, by the way. <laughs> so yeah, I, I may invite a couple of them to come uh, come in and sit with me sometime. So just, just, for, the, just for the debate. It All right. Be <laughs> 800-1000. 800-1000. The Anderson Law Power Hour here on Power 1310. Share that number with someone. A woman called in. She was asking questions for her nephew. And maybe you have a friend who's going through the situation who's confided in you. And uh, maybe, you know, they need, in fact, I would say they do need to talk with an attorney. Call attorney Tim Anderson, 800-1000. 800-1000 live here on the air. And, of course, with his law firm, the Anderson Law Power Hour. And Tim Anderson, attorney here on Power 1310. 800-1000. 800-1000. All right, so I got uh, five more minutes to talk about uh, divorce and custody stuff, and then I'm going to flip into some some really big news uh, in Hampton Roads that uh, I want everybody to hear. Uh, it's important, and we're going to cover that the last five minutes of the show. So, so for the next five minutes, I want to talk about protective orders. I talked about this last week during mm-hmm. the gun right uh, gun right restoration stuff, but here's the issue with a protective order. Uh, sometimes you are in a very very bad and very dangerous situation. Uh, in a custody, in, in a situation where people are separating, emotions are high. People are yelling at each other. There is a very high propensity that somebody is going to get hit at home. Somebody's going to punch mm-hmm. each other. Somebody's yeah. going to. I'm not saying a man or a woman. There is a high propensity that 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 blows are going to happen in 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 a situation where you are arguing and fighting. Somebody's going to get pushed. Somebody's going to get slapped. And, and when that happens, there's a line that's been crossed. Uh, and so if, if you are the victim of domestic assault, regardless of how you got to that point, uh, that is a dangerous place to be in sure. because, uh, you know, sometimes people just lose control. So, you know, it, it's not uncommon for somebody to kill their spouse because they're, they're just so angry with them from yeah. the domestic mm-hmm. situation or to kill the mother of their children or kill the father of their children. Uh, and, uh, I, and I'm not going that far uh, for this example, but it can be very dangerous. You can get very hurt and very uh, uh, it, there's just a lot of danger there that can happen. And if you are finding yourself in that situation, either you've been uh, assaulted or there is likely going to be an assault because the if the boiling won't stop won't stop, then you can seek a protective order. 
And what a protective order will do is it will pull the aggressor out of the equation. It will literally remove them from the equation, out of the house. They're not, not allowed to be there. You will have exclusive possession of the house, exclusive custody of the kids. You will get that at least temporarily uh, for uh, a short period of time, a week or two before the judge can sort this out. But in a protective order situation, in an emergency thing where there's a possibility of violence happening, you can seek that. That will get that aggressor out of the house, whether it's the man or the woman, mm-hmm. and uh, let everybody calm down. And then everybody can go to court to try to sort these things out. And then all that custody and divorce stuff can happen down the road, but it removes that, that, that from the equation. And so, uh, you know, it's a big deal. You shouldn't use it as a weapon. You should use it as a shield. Uh, unfortunately, people do use it as a weapon. They, they know that if they, they can go down and they can make false allegations and then that person is removed from the home and, and, and it just sets a terrible precedence in the case. Hmm. But if, you, if it's supposed to be a shield, it's supposed to be a protection, not a, not a spear, and if you are in that situation, you can seek a protective order. You do that by going to the magistrate's office in the city or county where you live in. You file some papers, uh, some sworn affidavits as to what the criminal conduct is or what the dangerous conduct is. And then the magistrate, if he believes you and thinks that that threat is real, will issue those orders. Mm-hmm. So. Serious, serious situation there. Thank you for that advice. And someone may be hesitant to because they maybe feel as though the divorce is a bargaining chip versus protecting themselves. And they want, may want to capitulate, so to speak, and say, okay, well, I'll, I'll tolerate this, but that's not necessarily the best way to go. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, that's it for uh, divorce and custody. I want to flip into something that's not related to that, but uh, if you do have other questions for that, feel free to give us a call at 800-1000. We uh, are happy to talk to you about your case in the office. All right, so in Hampton Roads, some uh, pretty big news has happened. Um, So we probably have heard this. This has nothing to do with divorce. This is dealing with evictions. So uh, we are a state with very, very high eviction rates, all right? So this is for renters, people who are not paying their rent. And landlords uh, uh, have a pretty easy path to get you out of the house. Uh, Essentially what they have to do right now under current law is if you're behind in your rent, they send you a letter that says you have five days to pay your your rent or we're going to kick you out. Um, and then if you haven't paid those fi- the rent in five days and brought your rent current, then they file uh, something called an unlawful detainer, which is just an eviction action. And usually within two or three weeks, they go to court, they present their evidence that you're not current, and if you're not current by that point, the judge will order you to be removed. And so it's very fast. You can find yourself uh, missing your, missing your a- April rent. You know, if your April rent is due on the 1st and you haven't paid it by the 10th, your landlord sends you a letter uh, says you have you know five days to get out, and if you haven't, he files the eviction, and you're in court two or three, you know, about three or four weeks after that, and then the judge will order you to be removed uh, if you haven't got it current. So the law uh, has changed a little bit uh, on that, um, and Virginia has created a pilot program to reduce eviction rates. Now, this is a pilot program, meaning that this is not the law in all of the cities. But if you happen to live in the city of Richmond, the city of Danville, the city of Petersburg, and most importantly in Hampton Roads, the city of Hampton, uh, there is a pilot program. 
that uh, will exist for you in Hampton. So if you are facing an eviction just in the city of Hampton, uh, this only applies here, uh, tenants will have the ability to work out a payment plan for their back rent to their landlords to avoid an eviction. Now this plan will be through the court system. So you'll be making this, this will be with the judge, and this will be uh, something where you'll be making your payments to the court. So this is a big deal because if you are two or three months behind on your rent and you have nowhere to go, uh, you might be able to come up with a payment plan where you're paying the back rent to the court and then making your regular rent uh, moving forward and it lets you stay in your property. The, uh, the legislature uh, is trying it in Hampton uh, and Richmond and Danville and Petersburg. And if it works, it will probably be the mandate across Virginia. Not so good for landlords because obviously most landlords uh, probably have a mortgage that they're paying on their property and they depend on their tenants to pay their, their rent so that they can pay their own mortgage. But it is a big victory for tenant rights. And uh, if it works and the uh, executive secretary of the Supreme Court uh, gets the appropriate data that it's actually changing the eviction rates in these high eviction cities, uh, then we may see that implement, implement it. I understand. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all of a sudden, I can't talk now that I'm on the radio. Implemented across the state. So uh, if you're in Hampton, you're facing an eviction specifically, uh, you may want to give an attorney a call about that new pilot program. Uh, that may give you uh, a little bit more covering. So uh, the next thing uh, that we, I wanted to point out uh, is um, uh, former uh, delegate Ron Villanueva, uh, Virginia Beach delegate uh, who lost his seat uh, in 2017, uh, has pled guilty in federal court to uh, receiving more than uh, $80 million in contracts that um, may have uh, resulted in uh, some unfair, well, not may have, he's pled guilty, but did result in some uh, illegal um, procedures. And so that is a very sad thing for the city of Virginia Beach. Uh, Virgi uh, delegate Villanueva was uh, uh, a, a, an excellent uh, delegate um, uh, in the House of Representatives, but uh, his business interest uh, went afoul. And that's um, unfortunate. If you know uh, de delegate, former delegate Villanueva, uh, he has pled guilty um, in federal court, and that is sentencing is coming up in May for him. So, uh, so that, is, uh, that is the big news from Hampton Roads that I can give you from uh, our uh, newspaper there uh, for lawyers. Um, our number is 800-1000. My name is Tim Anderson. Uh, if you have questions about divorce law, if you have questions about bankruptcy, we are a street law practice. So um, if you come into the office, you know, we don't even advertise for divorce. And people call us up, uh, and, and that's because we, we handle a variety of things. And, and really the best thing about us is, is if we don't do it, I will push you on to an attorney that will. Um, uh, I know a lot of attorneys in Hampton Roads, and if, if it's not our type of case, I know the attorney that can get it to you. So make us your first phone call, and we will push that off to you uh, at... Uh, you know, to the uh, to a, a good attorney, somebody that we know, somebody that we trust to refer you to. Right. 800-1000. 800-1000. This is the Anderson Law Power Hour every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 here on Power 1310, the best talk and timeless soul. That's what I wanted to state at the beginning of the program. You said you're a street firm. You're right there 
where meeting people where they are in their situation. And, and thanks for the compassion you've shown also. Uh, and not necessarily, and it's not biased towards men or women, as I sat down and I thought maybe the courts are more favored towards women, but you said it's the best interest of the children, the yeah. best interest of the children, as the courts will make their decisions so forth. But the first step for you, my friend, is to call Attorney Tim Anderson. Just got about a minute or so. 800-1000. Make sure you join us Saturday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. 800-1000. The Anderson Law Power Hour with Attorney Tim Anderson. Uh, obviously, uh, thank you to Max Media for giving us this platform. We will be here next week. Uh, every week we'll be on the radio at 9, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. to talk about legal issues. Uh, we'll talk about the topics that we're going to be discussing, and then I'm going to also bring you up to speed with any uh, breaking news in Hampton Roads. So uh, thanks for listening. My name's Tim Anderson, virginialawoffice.com. All right. Thank you for listening to the Anderson Law Power Hour. The views expressed in this episode are solely those of the participants of the show and don't necessarily reflect the views held by Max Media or its affiliate. This show is hosted by Attorney Tim Anderson. Results in any legal case are never guaranteed, and previous results are no indication of future results. Now, participating in this show is for informational purposes only. There's no attorney-client relationship or privilege to any caller who participates. Now, by calling, you acknowledge that your voice may be used as part of the broadcast. Advice given by Attorney Anderson on this show is not a replacement to consulting with an attorney directly about your situation. Anderson Law is a firm located at 2492 North Landing Road, Suite 104, here in Virginia Beach. 2492 North Landing Road, Suite 104, here in Virginia Beach. Satellite offices in Chesapeake, Hampton, Elizabeth City, and remote offices in Richmond and Virginia. Mark, we'll catch you next Saturday morning. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. This has been the Anderson Law Power Hour with attorney Tim Anderson and host Mark Rawlinson. Saturdays at 9 a.m. on 1310, The Power. This is WGHAM, Newport News, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, 1310, The Power.